You're listening to EDX Education. This podcast series discusses play, being creative, and learning for children. Join Heather Welch sharing knowledge, information, and support on play-based learning. We'll explore the benefits, value, different stages of play, and so much more. Let's play, learn, and create to develop lifelong learners and leaders together. Hello everyone, it's Heather Welch and I'm so excited to chat about play or as we like to say, play-based learning or learning through play at EDX Education. You know, over the past two years, we have chatted with amazing people, experts on this topic of play and education, authors, just so many amazing individuals. And we've also created educational resources and experiences and toys. Our last podcast, we've looked at the value of play social and emotional learning, play, children with sin, ideas to motivate play, carers, parents and teachers' role in play, school readiness and so much more. Today what we're going to discuss is the benefits of calm play. And I think this is a really interesting one because sometimes we see, you know, we've got rowdy children and we think, oh my gosh, they need to just run it all off. And, you know, we're going to talk about if they need to calm down or if they need to run the energy out. I mean, this is what we're going to have a quick chat about. So the benefits of calm play, running around and jumping up and down or chasing dogs, activities for children, you know, to exercise, they need to spend a lot of energy. And then we think, oh, they'll have a good night's sleep. However, there are some moments when children need to actually just settle down, you know, like right after lunch or before bedtime. It's hard to go to sleep when you're really, really aroused or if they're recovering from an illness. In any case, you know, playing calmly can maximize the benefits of play. And that's where we need to turn the brain down, calm those little brains to be active in a different way. So not physically active, but their brains are active, so mentally active. And, you know, we're going to look at a few tips and what we call calm play or wind down time. You know, healthy children play. This is, you know, what we've been talking about. And healthy children are naturally energetic. They love being active. Given the chance, they'll spend most of their waking hours engaged in some kind of activity. However, most children don't realize that they get tired. And this is where we get a bit of an issue because they then become overtired and overstimulated and we can cause grumpiness, difficulties falling or remaining asleep. And in toddlers, maybe even temper tantrums or like an emotional dysregulation. You know, it's up to the caregivers to include some wind-down time for children in their routine. You know, even if they're not taking any naps, this is something that is actually really important. Most children do resist calm down time. They feel that their fun is suddenly cut short and they're not allowed to do those things. They want to jump high and run around. And, you know, we can say things like, you know, take two more spins on your bike or, you know, just climb that last tree or jump five times and then we're going to go and play with Play-Doh. But, you know, as we we're saying before, some of the best times for this is before bedtime. We need the quiet time, you know, listening to music, reading stories, maybe even hugging a stuffed animal. They call them stuffies these days, don't they? And help them, you know, create a positive sleep associations that make them transition into bedtime quicker. But if you have like you watch TV and then you expect them to go to sleep straight away or they play games and they have to go to sleep, it's really hard to turn the brain off. It's very stimulated. You know, when you stimulate your children to play calmly, they're acquiring some valuable cognitive skills. First, they learn to concentrate and to self-soothe, all those intense emotions that arrive during active play. They learn that the fun doesn't necessarily involve lots of adrenaline the whole time. You know, and I find this harder with one of my children than others. He just thinks you have to be up, active, running around the whole time, whereas 
one of my younger child actually quite likes sitting. He likes using Play-Doh and he likes that calm play, that calm time, whereas you really have to work at my older child to actually calm down and play, which is really interesting. It's very different personalities. Looking at things like for calm play ideas, if the child doesn't want to cooperate, if you have two or more children, they can join in and have a great teddy bear party or dress up dolls. You know, get games that are encouraging them, you know, age appropriate or even development appropriate because you don't want to make it too hard that they get upset or they get bored, okay, or it's not challenging enough. If you're joining your child, trying to find a game where both of you can play is always good. I always do building with mine, so I could do, you know, construction. So one would do construction, make really intricate detail in their construction. The other one has a very different way. It might just be for a car to push it over, but it's still calm. It's not as physical of jumping, making an obstacle course and floor is lava and all these amazing things. Uh, we even sometimes make a den and then we have our calm time underneath that den and we read our books, which is always really such a lovely calm time for them to have because they've you know, physically made this beautiful den over the table. Then we sit under it and we just read books and have some nice time together. You know, it's a great time as well to practice fine motor skills, cognitive development, resilience, persistence, curiosity, and just learning by doing, such as, you know, it might even be you do a calm play and you're doing some Play-Doh. So, you you know, you're kneading, you're pushing, you're pushing your hands, you're building the, the de- dexterity in the in your fingers. Yeah, maybe it's using a toy knife with Play-Doh, cutting. Might be doing stickers or colouring in or crafting and just sitting down. You know, or older children might like, you know, sewing or knitting. Who knows? My oldest child like used to like trace Pokemons. I think at the time he was very obsessed with Pokemons. We used to trace Pokemons. And that was a way to get him to calm down with something that he's interested in. And it allowed him to sit and concentrate for a longer period of time. You know, and that's if you're indoors. I mean, if you're outdoors, there's so many other things to do. And just remember the benefit of calm down time for the children, the brains to calm down, but to be used in a different way to problem solve. You know, you're not necessarily using the body. We're giving them that calm down time. So even as adults, they'll learn, you know, they're tired and they start to calm down. You know, we could go bird watching. You could go bird watching and watching children talk about nature. You can talk about life cycles. You'd have a book or an app and answer their questions. Yeah, and they will be really curious about what's happening. The other one is I like to do with my younger child is we talk about shapes. And so we go for a walk around the street or we even sit down on a blanket and we look up in the sky in the summer. We look at the clouds and, you know, what do they make? Is it a dragon? Is it a princess? Is it a car? You know, he usually comes up with some amazing thoughts about the dragon breathing fire on the princess and then the princess escapes and we have this whole story, which is quite nice, but it's still calm time. We also love to collect things like pebbles, leaves, flowers, things that have fallen onto the ground and then we make little pictures on them. So we do crafting and that's just such really fun, a really fun way to start calm play. Another one to think about is music. Oh, music is perfect both for active play and for wind down. If you want your children to move around, they can always dance, jump or play. However, you can also implement music for quiet activities. 
you can there are plenty of calm ideas that include music like you can turn off the lights in a room and give the children flashlights you can make circles and they can dance or you can make animals with your fingers and that's a great one we do before bed is that one of the last things we do is we try and use the dexterity of our fingers and we make different shapes and we talk about the animal and we use our imagination so shadow puppets you can draw a picture by what they're hearing. So you could put on some music and it might be really happy and they might draw a happy picture. It might be a different sound. And then, then they get to draw a picture. They encourage them to turn it into a story. Children love, you know, things like craft, decorate. They can make their own musical instruments. They can make uh, bottles with beans or, you know, drums from cans, all sorts of things. You make instruments. Nursery rhymes is another one that's great for children to be able to read and write and even sing so we love music music's a great way to get children just to sit and think and to have time and calm their brains they're still busy they're still doing things they're still playing however it's a calm time or on the other hand you get them up dancing but at today what we're doing is talking about calm time you know story time is one of my favorite times i love books and that's I just think the world would be, it would be so sad if we did get rid of all books. One, I love pop-up books. I know my son last night actually came home with this amazing book. It's one from the National Trust, and it's all about teaching you about sunflowers. And it's beautiful the way that it's written, and it goes from it's got little pop-ups, and as you get to the end, there's this big sunflower that pops up. And it is, his face was so surprised to see this big flower. It was beautiful. It's beautifully illustrated. It's teaching him about how plants grow, what they need. And it's in a really basic, easy way that he can understand. You have superworm on the bottom that's talking him through it. He gets to pull down everything. I mean, it's just such a beautiful, books are so beautiful that when you read to a child and that they understand it, they can learn so many concepts i mean knowledge is the key as i mentioned before we always make a bit of a den and we sit and we can read under it when we need some calm time uh you know coloring books is another one some children really love coloring books some children just love drawing if you can read children every day we all know that's an amazing thing reading is just one of the many benefits that we do have another one is that we do talk about is mindfulness and i know this is a very you know, I suppose hot topic at the moment, and we call it mindfulness magic. Among a lot of benefits about practicing mindfulness to children is, you know, better anxiety and stress management, increasing attention span, increasing empathy through a better understanding and regulation of theirs as well as other emotions, body and sensory awareness, and a stronger connection, maybe even with nature. You know, there's different ways that mindfulness, people do mindfulness. Some do like a yoga style mindfulness and others ask children to stretch their toes forwards and backwards when sitting out and tell them to stretch and bend over. You know, so that they ask them to stand up and listen to the music. They can count to five. They can close their eyes. They can rock themselves in a rocking chair. You know, they can, we give them little stories. We get them a glitter jar. I know one of my child has a little bit of a problem with emotional regulation and he needs mindfulness in order to self-regulate so then we need to bring him back into a calm state we do a lot of a lot of mindfulness it does take a while to get there but he does he does do it he also then can you know mindfulness is about describing and you know drawing on their emotions and understanding those emotions and how you can move forward with those emotions instead of allowing the emotions to take over you 
So mindfulness is one of those calm ideas that, you know, as parents, it's a really good thing to do. And it's not just putting them in front of the TV and saying, there's my mindfulness. It's actually going through a process with the mind and actually at home, you can do it in kindergarten or school, you know, to help them self-regulate and manage their emotions. It's great when they have the transition to school and they have to deal with a more challenging environment because, you know, if they've gone to a school with maybe kindergarten nursery with maybe 10 in their class, they might have up to 30 or 15. It's a lot more. It's a lot more bodies in a room to have to, you know, go around and think about. So, you know, they may have find it a little bit harder. So one of the big things that we chatted to today is about benefits of calm play. And we looked at the benefits of importance of wind down time or calm play, you know, looking at how children can the benefits of how they need calm play, you know, they get overtired or overstimulated and then actually might think they need more, but actually what they need to do is to become centered again. There are lots of fun ways to do calm play. We spoke about music, Play-Doh, calm ideas, story time, coloring in books. I love story time. That's definitely my thing. Art and craft and so much more. Thank you so much for listening to me today. And if you enjoy uh, listening to Play, Learn and Create with EDX Education, subscribe and you'll get to know when we're sending out the next episode. We look forward to speaking to you again. Have a good week. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.